Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we're going to kind of do kind of a special edition of the podcast. We are indeed. Although in the past, we've uh, managed to cover a great variety of topics, such mm-hmm. as blowjobs and... Fuck machines and, and pony play. And tantra and all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. as well as some leather topics, some master-slave topics, some relationship topics. Especially recently. We are, this episode, going to focus on the, well, on Dan and Dawn. <laughs> We uh, recently have been to the Great Lakes Leather Alliance, and we competed for the Master Slave title. We did. And it just so happens uh, that we won. We won and get to go to international. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about how is it, you know, that... How are we going to process this, this whole thing? And mm-hmm. uh, in the past, we would have journaled or blogged about it. Right, And right. Uh, I clearly remember on Sunday, uh, Master Gallad, who won the competition two years ago, right. asking me, has it really sank in yet? Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, I thought it had, but it really hadn't. And I thought, well, hell... What better way? You know who we are right now? It, it would be the podcast that is the way that we're going to really process this. Right, and right. Makes sense to me. So uh, on the podcast today, we're really just going to share about our experience at GLLA, mm-hmm. running for a contest, What's that? what that is like. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's somebody out there that thinks they want to run for a contest. So Suckers! <laughs> that's what we were told. That's what we were told, and now we really get it. So um, if that's the kind of, if you're interested in that, and you're interested in Dan and Dawn's perspective of a weekend of running for a contest, then keep listening. If you're interested in the Great Lakes Leather Alliance and what that event's like, well, obviously we're going to have to talk a lot about that, because that's mm-hmm. where we were all weekend. Um, and if you're more interested in just when we talk about exhibitionism and blowjobs and that kind of stuff. Then all, all that fun stuff. <laughs> head on back next week. Seem reasonable? Seems reasonable to me. Or they can, if, if they, they need their erotic awakening fix for the week, they can look back in the archives to some of the previous shows. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Or they could probably keep listening to this podcast, because can, can we even make it through an entire podcast <laughs> without making some kind of reference to our sexuality? Probably not. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this one, we were pretty busy. We were a lot. So there's my first observation from the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first got there, the first thing that happens starts at 9 a.m. on Friday morning. Right. Well, actually, they start Thursday night with the sash bash. But our first thing, yes, 9 o'clock Friday morning. Right. So... Interestingly, one of the results of this schedule. So, so this means Friday nine a.m. Right, we're doing something. Right, and right up until Sunday mm-hmm. at twelve thirty in the afternoon. Right, we were right. doing something. We we our schedule was such that 
there was something on the schedule yes. at every moment. And really, when there wasn't something on the schedule, we were also being graded with our dynamic. Mm-hmm. So we needed to be down and being social. And the judges kind of like watched us from afar to see how we interacted. So, but we were just ourselves. So I didn't worry about it too much. The, one of the funny things that I noticed was, um, do you remember the dungeon at GLLA? Uh, you know, no. <laughs> Did not get a chance to step foot in the dungeon. Yeah. How crazy is that? That is very odd for us. One of the reasons for that is simply because you're so busy. But, you know, of course, at nighttime you're not busy. But um, we were either preparing for the next day of the contest oh my gosh, or yes. just catching up on the energy. Right, right. So because there was a lot of stuff to do for the contest. And um, we did have competition. And we weren't sure what they were like. So we had to be on our toes. I mean, we would have been on our toes anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Because, mm. and, it, and it's unfortunate because we can tell you from uh, last year when we went to GLLA and did a couple classes, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful dungeon. It's nice and big. Oh, There's yeah. plenty of space. Plenty it's kinda... of space. Yeah. Between the toys and the people and awesome. Shame I... we didn't get to partake. <laughs> or even check it out. One of the things um, that was interesting to me was just... You know, we talked about how busy you are, so we started off 9 a.m. I think the first mm-hmm. thing we did was the judges' interviews. Um, A.K.A. the interrogation. You kept calling it an interrogation. <laughs> but all it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad, really. No, there was a panel. Of seven uh, judges. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, these are people that, um, I don't think I'm going to sit there and name them no, all. But, but they were highly respected. These yeah. are people that whose names I studied for the leather history in case we were asked any questions on leather history. Mm-hmm. So to walk in and be introduced to them mm, took me aback for, right. for a second. Right. And, and some of the judges were previous title holders. Yes. Um, some of them were just, you know, long-term community members. Mm-hmm. Um, some are part of the running of MAST, which is um, a national group, Masters and Slaves Together. Mm-hmm. And it, one, I have... Uh, been all inspired maybe i'm a fangirl i'm not sure <laughs> so but um yeah to be a fangirl of a gay leather man but he's so cute and you know just just to think they're going to be standoffish but they were really warm and personable oh, and oh my gosh absolutely so as we said so first thing you stand there and you um they asked us a bunch of questions right and you stand there and and i want to tell a secret they had a couch right there that we could have sat on. If you run for title, the one thing I was warned of, don't sit down. But it looks so comfy. <laughs> and my feet hurt. <laughs> I was wearing my high, my high heels. So I, I think I sat down once on that couch. You did, but you, but you, hopefully, you were making a joke. <laughs> yes, uh, hopefully uh, people understand the simple protocols and that kind of stuff right um not even ms protocol i mean if you go well how many of us end up in front of seven judges right (laughs) maybe some of our podcast listeners are quite familiar with standing in front of judges and pleading their case i'm not sure (laughs) so we start off they asked us a bunch of interesting questions um some of the questions were more difficult than others but a Mm -hmm. lot of them were just how, you know, it, the, the funny thing about this, right, is we've been reading all this leather history, right, brushing up right. on our knowledge and all that kind of stuff. 
But the questions were more about who are you as a master? Who are you mm-hmm. as a slave? How do you interact with each other? How do you interact with the community? Right. What do you believe in this? What do you believe in that tradition? Mm-hmm. So there was a couple of tradition things that we were asked about. Um, and then there, so there was questions from each judge, at least two, sometimes three questions from each judge. Mm-hmm. And we were, both of us were given time to answer each question. And then this one had questions from the audience, Correct. The people that were watching us? No, I think or that was one that came later. later. That, that came was later. So. so this one, just the judges asked us some questions. Mm-hmm. And then they... Um, now, the the funny thing about this, and we do want to absolutely want to mention that we were not the only contestants for this. Right. And very fortunately for us, from, from the very get-go, this was not a contest against another couple. This Mm-mm. was a contest with another couple. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we actually, I think we made some friends yeah, out I of this. So. so, I mean, us and them made sure that we were there for each other, that we warned each other when it was time to get to, you know, a certain place on time. And we went together and we held each other's hands when it was time for the announcement, you know, late Saturday yeah. night. And, oh, God. Now, let's not, let's not jump too far <laughs> okay. ahead in the future. We're still back at this We're still uh, back at Friday morning. <laughs> so the nice thing is that, um, of course, when you have two couples, one couple has to go first stuff and one mm-hmm. couple has to go second. In our case, Master Raven and Slave, Slave Evangeline got to go first. Right. And um, like I said, we're very fortunate. They, would, they came out of these things and they would say to us, um, hey, hey, keep an eye out on that couch. That's an evil couch. Never seen right, the evil right. couch. It's a trick. It's a trick. Yeah. Yeah. So, no kidding. And we, we would joke that we didn't know which was which was worse or easiest, being the first couple or the second couple, because the first couple, well, being the second couple, you know, we got to stand out in the hallway and pace, you know, and wonder how we were going to answer certain things and, you know, kind of breathe as we paced or chit chat with people walking mm-hmm. up and down the hallway. But um, being first, you get it over with. So we weren't sure which was which was the better position to be in. Yep, but uh, like I said, it's so very fortunate for us. Um, Master Raven and Slave Evangeline, when they would come mm-hmm. out of stuff, they would say, um, you know, they would say, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Relax and the, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as we went through things, we could share some feedback with them. Right. Um, this gets into the community aspect of this. Right. This is not a competition um, there was never a point where I felt like, you know, I wanted to beat them. Right. I will not say I did not have a desire to win, mm-hmm. but I had no desire to beat them. And, and it was... Um, it's actually kind of hard when the compassion starts coming in, too. Well, it's you know? more than compassion. It's also uh, a genuine desire to see them do well or mm-hmm. to, and to see every, all, the, every, all the different contestants do well. So Absolutely. there was more than just a master-slave competition going on. There was also a variety of other competitions going on at the same time. Right. We all had different judges. We all did things differently. We were not interviewed by the same people. Um, but there was also a variety of other things going on. And we- right. Leather Boy, uh, Boot Black, um, Miss Pride. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm forgetting one. But that's okay. I know there was a Leather Sir, too. Yes, so um, all these competitions are going on at the mm-hmm. same time, as well as this is a normal event. So you have workshops right. going on, you have dungeon time, you have... People um, in the pool, in the hot tub, chilling at the atrium, eating, and ice cream socials, and cocktail parties, mm-hmm. and the ash bash, 
which we should talk about. Yes. So one of the things that we love about this event is it does it's a take over a whole hotel event. Mm-hmm. So the swimming pool, the jacuzzi, the atrium, the movie theater, everything about this hotel was ours from Friday morning until Sunday afternoon. Yeah. You got to keep your collar on the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. And there was there was there was no nudity allowed in the public areas because there was still hotel staff and things like that. But um there was you know parts marked off that you know where anything went pretty much. But uh yeah, it was it's awesome to have the whole hotel. Mhm. So Friday we did the um Judge questions and answers right. from the judges. Right. Felt really good about that. Like I said, there was a couple of questions, and I actually um, wrote this judge and thanked him mm-hmm. because there was a couple of questions that were kind of uh, more leather-based than um, what we're used to. So I actually had to have him define one of the words, which I knew <laughs> might look bad, but I couldn't answer the question without a definition of the word. And so I sent him a thank you letter for um, asking us thought-provoking questions mm-hmm. and reminding us that we still have some stuff to learn. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have. Um, uh, it, you know, this is just a reflection of what a great experience it was regardless, mm-hmm. you know, to have your peers poke you and say, did you think about this? What do you think about right. that? That kind of things. Right. Before we go too far much further, we mentioned that there was other competitions going on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I would do want to congratulate while we're on that matter. Uh, the other participants that uh, are new title holders for GLLA 2010. Mm-hmm. Our new Miss Pride is, is Pandora. Our new Boot Black. Piglet. Piglet, who... Um, <laughs> You know, probably easily recognized by the easily number of recognized. pigs coming showed, out of his pants. I showed a picture to oh, a friend of mine last night, and she's like, is that a pig coming out of his crotch? <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He wears a little stuffed pig out of his zipper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, our new leather boy is Pup, Pup Snuggles. Uh, a wonderful fellow. He's so cute to watch. And... The new leather sir is Mr. Monty. Mr. Monty, who we did mm-hmm. not get to know as well as everyone else. He did a lot of MCing. Yes, he, so. they, they kept him busy in different yes. ways than they kept us, which is great. Um, and it's really neat to look for, you know, to think of these people as our, um, you know, our fellow contestants, and we have this bond now. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a neat experience as well. So, and Mr. Monty's actually local to us. Is he? Yes. So hopefully we'll run into him. At some local events. Oh, good. Let's go knock on his door. Okay. Or his bar. Because he's a leather guy. Oh. (laughs) You didn't get that one. You look really confused. (laughs) Oh, what else do we want to say about that? So we ended up... So we so so far in this podcast, we've gotten as far as the inter- judges' interviews. Right. So that's Friday. What else did we do Friday? Because so then we it was really busy. off to the stage. So oh, part of this process right. is you get that's brought on the right. stage, you get introduced, mm-hmm. and a variety of things happen in front of the entire event. Right. So the, with the judges, with the interview, it was in a like a boardroom. Mm-hmm. So there was a seven judges right in front of us, like four inches in front of our legs <laughs> was their table. And then probably like four rows of chairs set up because anyone was allowed to watch it. I think there was probably 10 people watching mm-hmm. us maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but that night... 
It's in the, the superior room, which is where everybody can fit in if they want to. And you're up on stage with a spotlight. Yes. So we should mention these two important people on the way. Mm-hmm. One is Sir Don. Yes. Sir Don was a contestant wrangler. Yes. And his job was to make sure we got to the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you're like, oh, that's not that big a deal. You have a schedule that says be here, be there. Nah, you're frazzled. Yeah. You need that wrangler. He did a fantastic job of keeping us um, calm. Right. And being... Being on time. Being on time and re- and pointing out the stuff, you know, really important stuff. He said, make sure you do this. Make sure you're on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, he was also quite the uh, subtle trickster on occasion because we kept trying to pump him for information and he wouldn't right. like, give anything away. Darn yeah. it. So thank you, Sir Don, for that. And also we had, uh, this also reminds me that we want to thank Carlos, who was the stage manager. Absolutely. So he ran us through, that was one of the things we did Friday, was he ran us through um, what we were going to be doing Friday night, Mm -hmm. and then gave us time to practice our fantasy. So that's what we did Friday afternoon. Yep. So let's move this story along. Mm -hmm. Friday night. Friday afternoon, we practiced for the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Friday afternoon, or Friday night, then we're brought on stage. stage for the speeches. Right. We had the, uh, the um, parade of colors mm-hmm. where we got to carry the Ohio flag. Yes. So me, you, and uh, Piglet. Piglet. Also mm-hmm. from Ohio. Uh, yes. So, so we did the parade of colors and went up on stage. And then we handed our flags over to people and went to where we were supposed to stand off stage and waited to be introduced. And in I believe it was, it was Friday nights that we did our two-minute speeches. Yes. Friday night was the two-minute speeches. Yes. And the uh, fun part about that is, of course, I, I think we, we figured out about an hour before that we went live with the two-minute speeches mm-hmm. that we weren't supposed to be using notes. Right. So that so, was interesting. Yeah, but the, uh, we're yeah. very fortunate. We we do presentations. We do mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So that wasn't that huge a deal for us. It was just a little... Yeah. yeah. So Because we're used to using notes. So for, even if it's just bullet points sure. for our presentations. So I'm rewriting bullet points and rewriting bullet points. And actually, the difficulty that I had with the two-minute speech hmm. was doing it in two minutes. I am used to having so much information that I want to impart yeah. in, in a presentation that both of us together, if they give us an hour and a half slot for a presentation, we can easily fill it up. Yeah. And I'm a storyteller. So in my two minutes, I also wanted to tell a little story. So, you know, and you're not allowed to carry a watch. They don't tell you when your two minutes is up. And if you go over two minutes, points are deducted. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I was more worried about the time than anything else. I, I, I think I was pretty confident with imparting, you know, speaking what I wanted to speak. So, but it was, and this was the first time we heard the other couple. Yes. We had stayed out of, we were allowed to, mm, no, they chased us out for the interview questions. Right, right. So, but, um, Yeah. So that was the first time we got to hear them. Mm-hmm. But this is another reflection of that community um, aspect that we were talking about. Because as we are backstage, we're in the little waiting area, mm-hmm. you know, stage left, so to speak. <laughs> uh, we were back there. We were timing each other. Mm-hmm. We were giving each other kudos as we came in on and off stage. Helping each other breathe right, and stay focused. Right. And absolutely. So very neat there. So uh, I did my two-minute speech on a master's presence. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I, I think I worried our, so 
now we have to mention again our the event producer is Miss Kendra, right? And um, she was just you know if you've been to these events, you know that the people that are running the events they're everywhere, mm-hmm. um, they're involved in you know they don't have a moment to rest, but that's fine. That's what their um, their deal is, right? Right, right. Producing an event takes a lot of energy. Um, but I think I had Miss Kendra and Carlos perhaps a little concerned. My original plan for the two-minute speech um, required that I would be somewhat of a naked person. Yes. And I don't want to give too much away from that because it's now – it's a very good speech mm-hmm. for a naked man. But it ends up being four and a half minutes. So right. I'm holding on to that for some purpose. I don't know why. But at some point, somebody's <laughs> going to say... I just like to be naked. <laughs> I, I don't think so. But at some point, somebody's going to say, Dan, can you fill five minutes and I'm going to take my clothes off and boom, I'm there. There you go. <laughs> um, so instead, I did my, my two-minute speech on right. a master's presence. Yes. And I did okay. You did good. You I did good. I came in at a minute 13, I was told. Really? Yeah. So it came a little, little bit too clo- too short. Okay. And uh, I did okay. I agree. It, it went fine. Okay. Your I'm, speech, though. I just on, love the information that you had to say. Your speech on mindfulness of a slave mm-hmm. was uh, an ass kicker. Thank you. A lot of people coming up to you afterwards and saying, oh, I love that. Thank you very much. At least two different people coming up to you <laughs> saying, I want you to go to my house and talk to my slave. <laughs> because this is what I'm trying to get to. Um, and really just the way you explained something as simple as mindfully getting a cup of coffee. Now, I want to, I don't want to give too much away because we might get to the next phase of this competition and you might want to pull that speech out again. I am not going to tell the judges at this point that up until Friday, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Friday afternoon, you were still debating between that speech and your other speech. I was. So I really liked both topics that I had in my head and they were so different and I would practice one and it would really speak to me and the other wouldn't. And then a little bit later I'd practice one and it wouldn't speak to me and, and do the other and it did. So, but I finally chose the one that had the little story in it. And once I knew I could do it in two minutes, that's the one I went with. There you go. So, and yeah, I did. I had two masters say, can you come to my house? And <laughs> yes. And that was pretty much Friday. That was Friday. I know um, after the show, Friday night and our speeches and things like that, they actually had a Rocky Horror Picture Show um, rendition in the theater. Did they? They did. They did. But we were dropping yes. at that point. So we kind of went to our room and... I took off your boots and we collapsed in bed. You did. Now, one of the things that we haven't mentioned so far that was mm-hmm. huge for us in this presentation. Absolutely. Was um, originally we had thought about taking Slave Gem with us. Mm-hmm. And I decided that, no, I didn't want to take Slave Gem with us because it was important for the judges to see the interaction you and I have. Right. When Slave Gem is with us, I make sure that... You know, and then it's if if she's closer than you are, then I'll say, Jem, go do this for me. Right. And it's about providing her since it's a um, she's still in training. It's about providing her with a lot of different experiences. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the focus is on her. Yes. And as we got closer to the competition, um, I changed my mind. Masters are allowed to do that, by the yes. way. And I said, Slave Jem, I do want you to come with us. Um, it will be a great experience for you and mm-hmm. we can use the help. 
Absolutely. What a smart master you have. Wow. Yes, man, was that a good I have, idea? Yes, I have a very smart master. I think that like there's there was one point where I had Jem <laughs> go to the room to get something. Yes. And halfway back to us, I would text her and say, oh, don't forget this. And halfway back, I would text her again and say, and also bring this with you. Mm-hmm. And she was amazing. She did uh, just a ton of running around for us. Putting on my corsets. Fetching and carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, Making sure we ate. Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, and, and the flip side of all that mm-hmm. is the expectations that I set for her was that um, I really wasn't concerned with her going to an event to have a good time. Right. She was going to an event to serve us. Mm -hmm. And um, she was not introduced a whole lot when we were walking around, introducing ourselves to people and that kind of stuff. Right. She was silent and quiet in the back. Now, depending on how you perceive that, you could say, oh, she was the perfect little service slave. And she was. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's a very difficult situation to be in where you're... Yeah, she's used to us introducing her and being very proud of her being a member of the house and things like that. So, and not being so invisible. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so a shout out to Slave Jim. Yes. Um, I very firmly believe that our success was greatly assisted by her mm-hmm. um, uh, helping us and all that, you know, her being there. Um, as a matter of fact, I had her take some uh, video towards the end. Oh, my gosh. And you could hear yes. her in the background cheering us on and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. So that's very nice. So, uh, again, a shout out to Slave Jim. She did a wonderful job of um, providing those deep, those little bits that allowed us to put our full energy oh, on this yeah. contest. Oh, I couldn't imagine if, if I had to keep running back to the room and getting stuff. And I would have been a lot more frazzled. So it, it I wouldn't have been able to stay calm as much as I mm-hmm. was. Not that I was all the time. <laughs> now, the funny thing is you mentioned just a few moments ago the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. This allows me, during our special edition podcast, to toss in a... Adventures in Sexuality plug. Oh, nice. Because Adventures in Sexuality, who are uh, one of the sponsors of this podcast, mm-hmm. happen to be doing a... Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show excursion. Yes. Oh, that's a good term yes. for it. I don't know if that's what they call it, but that's a good <laughs> one. With the uh, one of the local Rocky Horror groups, the Fishnet Mafia. Right. And um, it's really funny. I found out somebody has been has watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show like seven times, but has never seen it Oh, really? The live action play along? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. If you've never done that, this would be a great opportunity to go check out the Rocky Mm -hmm. Horror Picture Show, along with a bunch of kink-friendly people with the Adventures in Sexuality group. At the beginning of September, so we should probably put the date of that on our show notes. I could tell you the date of it if you want it. Okay, that would work. September 4th. Mm -hmm. It is the Gothic and Bondage Show. Nice. And you can find out more about that by going to adventuresinsexuality.org. All right. So we got through Friday. Yep, we got through Friday. Let's get into Saturday. Because we're like 25 minutes into this podcast. Oh my gosh. So Saturday morning... What did we have Saturday? Oh, we had our presentations like first thing in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we had our 10 minute presentations. Again with the nine o'clock in the morning. Yes. Thing. But so 9 a.m. in the morning, you and I um, went down, did our 10 minute presentation. Mm-hmm. And so we go in here. I have to go back to both um, 
Master Galad Slave Kelly. Yes. And as well as um, Master Obsidian and Slave Namaste. Mm-hmm. Master Obsidian and Slave Namaste are the current international Master and Slave right. couple. Right, which we've interviewed sometime in the past. We did. And their advice for us in running for this contest was... Be Just yourself. Be yourself. And have fun. Yes. And now some of you that are listening to the podcast have probably seen Don and I present. And you know, I have fun. Mm-hmm. And we try to be authentic and we try to be ourselves. And that's what they told us to do. Don't be super master. Don't be um, super slave and right, crawl right. around on the floor and never make eye contact, but be yourself. And we did that for our 10-minute presentation mm-hmm. with the only caveat to that is we did get it done in 10 minutes we did which is not usual for us no chatterboxes that we are yeah was kind of worried about that because again we didn't you know this is 10 minutes of switching back and forth at at planned spots Mm -hmm. instead of the free flow that we usually do in a presentation so and all we had was bullet points so we knew we were going to be intuitive and just free flow so now here's the tricky bit to that mm -hmm. again right before the presentation Right. We realize, oh, you guys are taking notes in there? Well, I don't think the judge will take too many points off for that. Right. Ah, it's shit. like, oh, crap. So we're discussing with the other couple. Are you going to do notes? I don't know. Are you going to do notes? Well, they're going to take points off. If we go, both couples go in with notes, they'll take probably the same amount of points off for each yes. of us. But with this contest, if you don't hit 70%, yeah. even if there's two couples running, if neither one of you hit 70%, no one gets the title. Yep. So neither one of us could afford to lose points. So right. at the last minute, both couples decided not to go in with notes. Yep. And that's what we did. And um, I think we did uh, very well with our presentation. Yes, I think um, so. Now, there's a, there, of course, so as we like with the two-minute presentation, if you go over two minutes, you lose points. Right. With this one, 10 minutes is the cap. If you go over 10 minutes, you lose points. Somebody told me we hit 10 minutes on mm-hmm. the nose. That is just amazing to me. I don't know if it's, if it's I, how accurate that is. But right. That's what somebody told me. Uh, maybe they meant you hit about 10 minutes, but that's fine. Um, and you heard <laughs> you heard a noise go off and thought we had hit 10 minutes. Yeah, somebody's alarm like it about. Right, right. Yeah. And, and you barely broke st- uh, stride when you said, well, that's not a good noise. And then just kept <laughs> right on going. I mean, I heard Dr. Horrible being channeled. And it's like, <laughs> but we went on, we finished our thing, and we were actually told later that was a good thing to do. Yeah. To not just stop where we were, but we had a point to finish that was very yep. powerful. Yep. So we did a 10-minute presentation on uh, starting an MS or power exchange relationship, Mm -hmm. which we, by the way, practiced on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Right. And this one was where um, people in the audience, again, we were in the boardroom again, and this is where people could ask us some questions. So the Friday morning was the judges asking us questions. Saturday morning was the presentation and people that just came in to listen to us able to ask questions. And they had some good ones, too. They did. They did. So so that was our Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Great way to start Saturday morning. Then it's back to Carlos's care for discussing yes. how we're going to work out Saturday night. We're going to march in. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Right. Another run through of our skit. Mm-hmm. And then we had our regular presentation that we had been asked to come and do before we knew we were running. Yeah. And there's... Um, that's kind of an interesting thing. Um Don and I normally run around. We do presentations <laughs> at events. That's what we do. Right. And I was a little worried about doing a presentation in the middle of this contest 
energy wise, but it went very well. And it was it was um, actually kind of in balance. The um, other couple that was running for master and slave, uh, slave Evangeline ran the recovery and the lifestyle, lifestyle meeting the right. previous day. Right, the twelve step meeting. Right. So we both had responsibilities beyond the contest, mm-hmm. and we both uh, accomplished those. Yes. I thought the um, presentation, the Eyes of the Kaddishti, yes. is the presentation we did, and I thought that went very well. It went very well, though it, it was a little odd because uh, when I'm in presentate, when I'm in presenter mode, mm-hmm. I am very happy to interrupt you <laughs> when you've gone off on a tangent. When I am not in presenter mode, and especially running for an MS contest, I don't interrupt you. Mm-hmm. You know that is against protocol. So, so it was a little more difficult for me because I had to make that little shift, but I think I did pretty good. Mm -hmm. So people enjoyed the workshop. So yes. And then after that is when we tried to go take a nap. Yes. Uh, failing completely miserably, (laughs) but that's okay because then it was time for the travel baskets. Right. So one of the things that happens at, uh, GLLA that doesn't happen in a lot of the other events is they auction off these travel baskets. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked on the podcast a couple times about the travel baskets. Right. The idea behind them, just to recap, is all the money that is uh, collected from these travel baskets. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm going too fast. So everyone who is a contestant runs around and says, hey, will you donate things to my travel basket? Right. At the event, these travel baskets are auctioned off, and all the money, all the proceeds from those go to the fund for traveling for the winners of the contest. Right. So if Piglet has a boot black contest in Florida, mm-hmm. he'll be able to tap into his travel fund. Right. As it happens, um, our basket, I mean, and I, I wish I could sit here and personally thank every single person that donated. Uh, we just got, we had the bestest baskets ever. We did. They actually split it up into three auctions. Yes. Well, and, and actually, there was a fourth part. There was a fourth because someone donated a spanking bench for us. Yes. Uh, that came from Dayton Mast, mm-hmm. and it came on the top of somebody's vehicle. Yes. It's so huge, they had to tie it down on top of the van. Now, with the, <laughs> uh, this, it's a beautiful spanking bench, yes. too. It's fantastic. And they put that in the silent auction, mm-hmm. and they had a buy it now price, and I mean, the first person that looked at it. Yeah, boom, they owned bought it. it. So yep. that took care of that. Um, once we got there, uh, Slave Kelly gave us a beautiful print. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she does off. beautiful artwork. And then we had the uh, stained glass from Slave Jim, and just lots and lots of stuff. And actually, so they split it up into they split our basket up into three lots. That's mm-hmm. what they did. And one lot was just a trio or was it four pictures i'm not sure but was it three it was three vintage black and white betty page style pictures Mm -hmm. that alone went for a hundred dollars that amazed me that yep so that amazed me and that was donated by amber yes um 410 Mm -hmm. and um a good friend of ours runs the columbus rope group and um uh, previously had my color around her yes, neck. Yes, So that so, it went for a huge number. Um, I made sure to text her right away. You won't yes. believe it. <laughs> I don't want to go through the entire travel basket right now in this podcast because A, it'll take forever. B, I'll get all teary. 
Yes. But the support we got from all the groups. Um, oh, my gosh. Artwork, Longenberger Basket. And just having huge. the Dayton people there. Wow. Sterling Shadow Club, Dayton Mast. I mean, they were just really rooting us on. Every time we walked by one of them, they were patting us on the back and chin up. and. Mm-hmm. and- so the uh, auction... Uh, our baskets managed to bring in, they tell me, a record amount. Yes, that's what I understand. So we did the travel basket auction, as well as some people auction shoved in there as well. Mm-hmm. And there was an ice cream social. Now, we also missed the ash bash. There was also the ash bash. And I yes. think that was Friday night, though. And that's a, um, a boot black fundraiser. Where you can buy cigars and bourbon and get your boots blacked and, you know, just mm-hmm. hang out and chill. And, and I had my first cigar. Yes, you did. Um, I remember not think? too long ago, uh, I had this conversation with, uh, we were having dinner or lunch over at Uno's here in Columbus with Sarah mm-hmm. Slung. Right, right. And she was saying that, oh, she loves cigars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I said, well, gee, gee I've kind of got this addictive personality. I'm an ex-smoker. Right. She said that wouldn't be an issue. I said, go ahead and try it. And I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I'm a big fan. No? Not a cigar person. I yeah. just didn't dig it too much. I mean, maybe it was, now somebody said, well, you got to try a different kind of cigar. Maybe it was that particular cigar. Right. Right. Uh, but it was a very neat event itself. Mm-hmm. It felt very, uh, it was nice standing outside and talking to people. And uh, I did get my boots blacked. Mm-hmm. And, um, a very neat situation yeah. there. Um, it was very enjoyable. I, I would definitely go back to the Ashbacks next year and I'll try a different cigar. There you go. Oh, and quick side note. Thank you, uh, Jareth. Yes. From Gallery and Domain, who mm-hmm. bought my cigar when she found out it was my first cigar. She did. Yeah, she found so. out you were a virgin, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Cigars, sex. What does that remind me of? <laughs> Let's keep <Never> going. <laughs> uh, so, so I think, you know, uh, during this entire thing, you're interacting with people and the mm-hmm. judges who are there as part of the event, you know, just they're teaching classes as well, but they're right. also just hanging out and having a good time at the yes. event. Um, they're taking, you know, they're. Part of this is how do you how do you interact socially? And so even though it sounds like you didn't do so much over the entire weekend, it mm-hmm. never really felt like there was any downtime. No, it didn't. It felt like um, we were on the go all the time. And like mm-hmm. I said, you know, part of that is because we wanted to be social and we wanted to be out there. And, you know, we knew they were judging us on how we interacted. So right. we wanted to give them that opportunity. So then we get into Saturday night. And uh, so the, the wrap-up of this is they Saturday night, they march us in again, they introduce us, and this time it's time for two random questions. Yes. So uh, they... Uh, boy. Thank goodness, because it was... Actually, it was question night and fantasy night. Now, with the other contestants, the, um, the Pride and Leather Boy and things mm-hmm. like that, they had to do their fantasy and then turn right around in their fantasy costumes and answer the questions. Right. For us, since we were Master Slave, we didn't have to do a fantasy. It wasn't required. Right. So they tacked ours on on the end. So we got to at the asked our questions first. Mm-hmm. And this makes this makes total sense. As mm-hmm. uh, one of the judges, Miss Suzanne, uh, explained to us, the master slave contest is about you know, reality. Reality, right? Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do for a fantasy in a master slave? You know, I would have you get me a cup of coffee. Right. Yeah. Right. Whoa! Great entertainment there. 
They don't know us very well. <laughs> so for us, we um, they introduced us. We did our two questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Yours was? How important is sex in your MS relationship? Right. Or how important is sex in your mastery of our MS relationship? Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. So slightly different because sex is very important to us. Well, the, the funny thing is my initial answer, I was going to start saying that, you know, um, it's not important to me that I don't have sex with my slave. But I was thinking of Slave Jem. Right. Who I, um, who I don't have sex with. Right. But then I realized, oh, yeah, I guess they're talking about you. Mm, right. And I should focus <laughs> <Go> there. <bigger>. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and, you know, I answered that. And, you know, quite honestly for us. Uh, we enjoy sex, it's part of our relationship, but it's not a driving force in our relationship, and I can tell my dick no. Right, and so. you you can master me. I mean, if we ever decide to stop having sex, the MS is still going to be there. Right. So it's not part of that mastery. I mean... Exactly. <laughs> but you, your question was... My question was more difficult. Oh my God. Your question was name, and it was something along the lines of name something about your master that sucks. Yeah, name something he could improve upon was how it was put. Same thing. Yeah, and I just kind of looked at him. And the way the spotlight is in your face, Mm -hmm. you can't really see the audience, but you could hear it get quiet. What is the slave going to say to embarrass her master? I thought it was it was so cute that you had to turn your back to me. I did. So you didn't have to look at me when you said this. Because I looked at you when I was trying to think about it, and then I had to turn my back on you because I really couldn't think of anything because the stuff that that we need to work on is is more about humans, not as about master and slave. Right. But, and, you know, we've come really far in the 11 years we've been together, so it's like, okay, things just kind of need to be tweaked at this point, not really... You know, so I turned my back to you and then mm-hmm. the answer popped into my head and it was our calendar. <laughs> I don't know why you complained about my, no, I know exactly why you complained, <laughs> as does everyone else at GLLA now, as you explain to them why you uh, have issues with my calendar foo. Yes. Uh, it really funny though, because last year, um, Master Christina and Slave Fink mm-hmm. were talking about how powerful Google Calendar is. Yes. And... We are Google Calendar people as well. Right. And uh, you're quite right. Sometimes I take things off the calendar or I have you take things off the calendar mm-hmm. or I'll add things to the calendar and it can be interesting to manage a calendar. It can be interesting. So, but we both get to see the calendar. That's why we use Google Calendar yes. and so we can see what's going on. So those were our two questions. Yeah, the audience then liked that. The audience did <laughs> like it quite a lot. After that, you and I did our, uh, now that was it for the official competition. For the MS official competition, right? Because then the uh, leather boy and Miss Pride, mm-hmm. they had to do their fantasies and right. stuff, which were right. really cool. Yes. Um, but as far as our part of the contest, our part of the contest, we were done. We're done. We, we, um, we actually uh, was talking to one of the judges beforehand and reminding him, this our skit's not being judged, right? And he's like, exactly. He goes, your part will be done. At your interview, at, at your question on stage, and then we close our books. Mm-hmm. We're like, Whew. <laughs> so we did a uh, a little five minute fantasy, a skit, so to speak. Yeah, and I was afraid when, when when we came up with the idea and put it together. 
I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was perfect, but I was almost afraid it was going to be too silly. Yeah. And it was oh, silly. It was very silly. But I don't know that it was too silly. I don't know that no. telling about it on the podcast is really going to convey how it went. But I guess we should try. <laughs> we should try. Because <laughs> everybody loved it. And during the, the film of it, it's just, okay, let's explain. <laughs> yes. So uh, the music from the cartoon Peanuts right. comes on. And Charlie Brown and Lucy walk out on stage. Mm-hmm. And Lucy's got a football hidden behind her back. Yes. And, and of course, Lucy pulls out the football mm-hmm. and tries to convince Charlie Brown to kick the football. Yes. Uh, Charlie Brown takes a little bit of convincing, but he does attempt to try and kick that football. Right. And the music changes. And the music really had a lot to do with the fantasy. Mm-hmm. So it changed. From, I, I told Dan, I, I can't. I, some of the stuff that we were going to do, I couldn't do the Peanuts theme. So we started looking for different music. So at this point, he's decided to kick the football, right? So it changes to a football music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it, like Monday Night Football or the theme NFL or theme like or that, something? Right? So, so um, Charlie Brown goes to kick the football, and just like always, Lucy pulls the football away. Yes. Charlie Brown goes... Music, yes. In, in this case, normally, of course, Charlie Brown goes landing on his back. In this case... That was off stage. You couldn't see that. Right. Um, this time. <laughs> music changes again. Bum, 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 bum. Charlie Brown yes, comes out <laughs> and um, grabs Lucy, puts her on her hands and knees, and spanks her little ass for yes. a full minute. But again, the music changed again. You put me on my hands and knees, and you straddled me, and you put on your leather gloves, and the music changed to some rap, that, and the words were, this is payback for way back. Yep. <laughs> the audience loved it. And oh. um, Lucy got a spanking and then was led off stage by Charlie Brown on a leash. Well, after well, she got a spanking, and oh, then you yeah. pointed and made her hold part. the football again. Yes, and kicked the football. Now, really interesting one on this one is, of course, and I hope it's obvious at this point. You, I played Charlie Brown. You yes. played Lucy. Um, when I did actually go kick the football, which, by the way, the audience loved. I had no clue how much our audience hated Lucy. I know. Hated the fact that Charlie never got to kick that football. Well, that's what I was going to say is on the video that uh, Slave Jim took, you can hear people in the audience going, it's about time. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the funny thing about that is that when I kicked the football Mm -hmm. and I warned um, the people, Sir Don in the back, I said, look, I'm going to kick this football. I'll kick it really light. But, you know, it's going to go careening around in the backstage. And there was a table of awards. Yes, everybody's statue and award mm-hmm. is already backstage at this point. I kick the football. It hits Sir Don squarely in the chest, but bounces off his chest. Yes. And heads right for, but under, the table with mm-hmm. all the statues. No harm done, fortunately. But we could see sucked. this from the stage going, oh my. <laughs> I, we have video of the, of the fantasy. We're waiting mm-hmm. to get better video, and we'll put that up somewhere. Uh, I don't know if our story, of our telling of it really does no. any justice. As a matter of fact, um, I am tempted mm-hmm. to chop out this part so that people that see it for the first time um, can be nice and surprised. Okay. But Let's I probably see. won't. <laughs> and that was it. That was the entire... At that point, everyone was brought back on stage. The other contestants mm-hmm. were um, for, I think, it was yeah. the boot black first. Right. Yeah. They did the... 
the intro of the judges and all that type uh, right. of stuff. Right, an intro too. of the judges. Right. Oh, and step down speeches for the right. previous title holders also. Right. The uh, then they brought us back on stage and they uh, so for example they announced that Piglet had won and was the new 2010 boot black for mm-hmm. GLA and mm-hmm. the, oh, the previous boot black would come over give over his sash and put a medal on him. Um, and a statue of, like, oh, yeah, it was a statue of a boot. Yes. Um, and, and then, then Leather Boy. Then Leather Boy, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. then it was just you and I and the other people that were running for Master and Slave at that point, and then they announced that we had won the Master Slave competition. Um, after they drew it out for about as long yes. as they possibly could. So, and after hearing them, um, cause we really hadn't been involved with their part of the contest. We were out of the room, you know, whenever the presentation was done mm-hmm. there, you know, all we had heard was their, their, uh, two minute speech mm-hmm. and uh, how they answered their questions. So, you know, up until that point, we're still not sure which way it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. And um, and they killed their two-minute speech. They rocked yes. that um, So really interesting, but you and I are very fortunate that we're not that... Um, we didn't spend a lot of time being anxious about right. how it goes. It was right. such a wonderful experience mm-hmm. the entire way through. Mm-hmm. Um, Had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, at that point... Um, we, you know, uh, walk around and people say thank you and say congratulations. Mm-hmm. I tell you, the, the funny thing is, so the most common thing people said. Yes. You know, they would say, congr- everybody would say congratulations. And then they would say. Besides um, sucker. Yes. <laughs> uh, they would say, um, how can we help? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a strange thing for people to say. It's like, wait, the competition's over. What's there to help with? Right. And they would say, now the work begins. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my understanding is, you know, their impression is that now we're going to be really, really busy. Like, right. Like in the past, we're not really, really busy already. Exactly. We're, we're booked for 2011 July, mm-hmm. we're a year out already, but we're, <laughs> we think we'd already busy, right? Mm-hmm. But here it is, three days later. Three days later. And um, we've been invited to present at one event we've been invited to participate at another event and we've been invited to judge at another event exactly a couple of days and we've got two groups that want us to come out so that they can help us prep for international and but you know what we're still gonna have just have fun with it yeah it's uh definitely um feels like things are gonna be busy around here but Mm -hmm. yeah who cares it'll be fun new experience yep Sunday, um, so Saturday was just, there was the victory party, people saying congratulations, Um, and I tell you now, the energy's really starting to drop, because Mm -hmm. you've had all this adrenaline and drop, adrenaline and drop. Um, We finally got some sleep Saturday night. Yep. Sunday, we had the um, The victory brunch. brunch. Mm -hmm. Um, That was very nice, and Mm. at some point on Sunday... um, so one of the people that we studied was Master Talon. Oh, yeah. Now, Master Talon is the... Um, the designer of the DSMS flag. Mm-hmm. 
So he's the designer of the Master Slave flag. And, you know, we just we studied him and what year it was created. Mm-hmm. And where it was presented and mm-hmm. what it meant and the symbology and all this type of stuff. Unbeknownst to you and I, Master Talon was actually at this event. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sunday, he just happened to, fi- you know, come across me in the vending area. And um, you had me scared a little bit because you came to find me and then like led me masterfully into the vending area <laughs> and told me to stand right there. And Master Talon gave us both um, pins, pins with the Master Slave flag. He said that's yes. one of the traditions that he has nice. for new title members. And I, and I tell you, it was just, um, it felt very honored yes. uh, by that. Another um, crying moment. Yes. <laughs> and then another one that you brought up. So, and then, you know, at, at this point, we are um, 52 minutes into the podcast, oh so we want to wrap this up. Yes. But at this point... Um, Did we ever mention we're talkers? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, we're driving home. You know, yes. everything's wrapped up. You, you, we ate brunch, packed, said goodbye to everybody. We're driving home with Slave Gem. Mm-hmm. And you pointed out, you know, next year, the people that run for Master Slave... Oh my, yeah, it struck me. They're going to have to do what? Memorize our names, because yeah. one of the things that you memorize um, is your leather history. So you memorize the title holders of GLLA and International. So, and that means we're like on that list now. It, it, at least our names are easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, that's very, mm, yeah. 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 And uh, finally, got home. Got home. The cat said meow. And um, um, Karen was checking on the cats for us while we were gone. Right. And she left us a congratulations card. It was sweet. It was very sweet. Nice bowl of candy Mm -hmm. and uh, something to toast to. Yes. And she did that actually prior to finding out the results of the contest. Mm -hmm. And um, as I have the card here, she mentions that uh, she didn't know the outcome of the contest, but I already know that... You are winners. And that was very uh, sweet of her. It was. Um, it was nice to come home to something like that. Yeah, absolutely. It really was. Yeah. So. And, um, well, that's it. That's it. Now, funny thing is, that's not it at all. No. In six months, one of, so what are the requirements of this contest, of winning the contest? You have two things you have to do. One, a year from now, we'll have to go back to GLLA and, and step down. Right. And, which sucks already, God, I'm already not liking that. I don't want to step down. I've got to keep mine. But um, the other thing is you have to go compete at the International, International. Master Slave competition in six months. Right. So that's going to happen in February. I'm sure we'll talk about that before then. Mm-hmm. And that's in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll be against one, two, three, four other couples because each region right. sends, sends somebody. Yeah. So, so that's going to be something really interesting. Yes. So that is GLLA 2010. I hope some of you made it through. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit this is probably the most um, self-ish podcast we've done. But that's okay. I mean, we, we did this podcast for ourselves. And if you enjoyed listening to it, great. Um, so, And we're busy. We weren't sure how else to process it. So... We set an evening aside, and yeah, it was a it was a really neat experience. Um, 
it was a neat experience to come home to a lot of people saying congratulations and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It was a great experience to reflect on the previous 10 years and all the people that have touched us and been part of and um, sent out thank you notes to all those people and just realizing how many people supported us, yeah. how many people were there for us, how many people have been there for us over, like you said, you know, the last years. So without them, we wouldn't have come this far. Very true. And absolutely, in case you're doing the drinking game and you're still around. <laughs> now it's a time for another travel basket, fundraisers, having a good time, judging shows, practicing two-minute speeches, coming up with ideas. Yeah. And you know what? I think I'm going to take a break for at least two weeks before I start <laughs> looking absolutely. at all that. Absolutely. So... I think that's it. So next week, uh, we get back to normal. Yes. So um, that would be your cue to say, coming up next week. Ooh, coming up next week. Finding your kinky side. Ooh. We do that well, too. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit organization created to provide charitable assistance to individuals of all sexual orientations in the leather, BDSM, and fetish community. You can donate or find out more at leatherheart.org. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Sarah Sloan appears on Erotic Awakening courtesy of Love Your Parties. Find out more about Love Your Parties and Sarah Sloan at www.sarahsloan.net. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.